Welcome to the Stock Power Podcast, powered by Money and Markets. Every week, we'll cut straight to the point and show you how to make money in any market. We'll break down one highly rated stock based on Adam O'Dell's proprietary stock power rating system and tell you why it's going to beat the market by three times over the next 12 months. Now, on with the podcast. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, research analyst for Money and Markets here with this week's Stock Power Podcast. Now, today's power stock specializes in producing and selling menswear here in the U.S. and it scores a 96 on our stock power rating system. First, I do want to make sure you're checking out Money and Markets each and every day. Adam, Charles, myself, our entire team working very hard, very diligently to provide you with safe, sound, smart, simple, adaptable, profitable investment information for your portfolio each and every day of the week. And you can check out my stock power daily, where Monday through Friday, I'm going to give you that one highly rated stock according to our stock power rating system that you should consider for your portfolio. You can also use the stock power rating system for free at moneymarkets.com. Uh, just go to the top right-hand corner of the web uh, of the homepage. You can type in any ticker or company name, and you can pull down its ranking. You can find all sorts of uh, fundamental data, stock chart, any research that we've done. And it's all right there for free at moneymarkets.com. Now let's get into it. Uh, since COVID, I've actually lost quite a bit of weight. Um, it's not that I've necessarily had a, a massive workout regimen or anything like that, but I have lost weight, about 50 to 60 pounds. Uh, and you know, when I, while I'm pretty happy about that, it does come with a bit of a drawback. And that downside is, is that you know I, a lot of the clothes that I have no longer fit. Uh, in fact, none of them that I had uh, from, from COVID fit anymore. Um, and it's forced me to kind of re-wardrobe my closet in steps. So, I mean, I can't do it all at once, but I, I've had to kind of do it through piecemeal. And in today's episode of the Stock Power Podcast, I'm going to share with you a 96-rated power stock that sells a wide range of menswear here in the U.S. Now, I found that shopping for uh, new clothes is as simple as answering three questions for myself. One, does it fit? Most important. Two, is it comfortable? I like to be comfortable. I don't like to be stodgy. I don't like to be all uptight or anything like that. I like to be very comfortable, whether I'm at work or at home or whatever I'm doing, I want to be comfortable. And then, and then number three is, can I wear it at home and at work? Um, we don't necessarily have a very tough dress code uh, at work, but we, you know, we have to look presentable. We can't just look like complete slops. So, uh, you know, I try to look relatively nice uh, when I'm in the office or where I'm at home. So if I answered those three questions and the answer is yes, then it really just kind of comes down to price for me in terms of what I'm going to buy. Now, uh, this week's Power Stock uh, is a company that actually specializes in, in a wide range of menswear here in the U.S. It earns a strong bullish 96 out of 100 uh, on our stock power rating system. A, a company has a one-year annual sales growth rate of 58.3%, and its price-to-sales ratio is half the industry average, making it a great value stock. Now, uh, no question here, and my wife will probably attest to the same, women do spend a lot more than men. In fact, the numbers actually show that women spend about double what men do on their clothes. Uh, but this doesn't necessarily mean that menswear, uh, the menswear market isn't on the rise. Now, the chart here that I'm showing you shows the value of the menswear market here in the U.S. In 2014, uh, men only spent about $89.6 billion on clothes. Doesn't seem like a large amount, but you know it's still not bad. But Grand Valley Research uh, projects that the menswear market is going to reach 163.3 billion by 2025. That's an 82.3 percent gain in market value. Now, while it still perils in comparison to the nearly 300 billion dollars that women spent on clothes in 2019, it's still a strong tailwind for the menswear market. And today's stock that I'm going to talk to you about is Destination XL Group Incorporated. It trades on the Nasdaq, and its ticker symbol is DX. LG. Now, DXLG is a $355 million company. It specializes in, in, in selling all kinds of menswear, menswear like shirts, 
pants, suits, shoes, accessories, all sorts of things like that. And they do it all here in the United States. Now, it sells clothes through its branded stores and outlets, but it also does sell clothes to third-party retail companies. And there's a lot of them out there. It's, you know, discount discount outlets, uh, big-name department stores, all sorts of, and they are all getting Destination XL clothing uh, to sell. In, uh, to sell in their shops. Now, DXLG scores a 96 on our proprietary stock rating system. It means we're strong bullish on the stock. And we do expect it to beat the broader market by at least three times in the next 12 months. Um, but I want to talk about I want to talk about the stock momentum. But I want to get to that here in just a second. First, I want to highlight the value and growth potential of this stock. Now, I want to start with value. Um, its price to earnings ratio or PDE ratio uh, is more than half the apparel and accessory industry average. And DXLG's price to sales is 1.08 compared to the industry average of 1.96. And this all suggests that DXLG is a much better value stock than its industry peers. The stock actually scores a 92 on our value metric. And it's also shown some growth potential as well. DXLG sales and earnings growth rates have been outstanding over various periods of time. Uh, it grew sales by 58.3% year over year uh, and 21.1% on a trailing 12-month basis. Now, Destination's earnings have uh, expanded 166.3% on a year-over-year -year basis, and its dividend growth is 136.2% uh, from the previous quarter. And these numbers are show, show why DXLG earns an 89 on our growth metric. So now let's get into the stock price performance. Over the last six months, DXLG, uh, the stock has risen about 17.3%. Uh, you know, it it's not a massive number, but if you have to, you have to consider the fact that the S&P um, is down over the same period of time, a 17.3% rise in stock price actually isn't too shabby. And also consider the fact that its industry peers are averaging a decline of 27.4% during the same time period. So you've got the S&P that's down, you have industry, the apparel and accessories retail uh, industry that is down, but DXLG is actually showing a 17.3% gain over the last 12 months. Now, the future uh, does look pretty bright for this company. I want to focus on its total revenue expectations uh, moving forward. The entire apparel industry has taken back-to-back -back hits. You've got the COVID pandemic, which stopped people from shopping because they couldn't get out and do anything, or you're basically relegated to doing it online. And then now we have high inflation, which is making the price of goods and services much higher than it was even a year ago. But the prospects for DXLG are still very strong. Um, the uh, S&P Cap IQ forecasts the company's total annual revenue will jump from 318.9 million in 2020 to 596.4 million by the end of 2024. That's an increase of 87% in just five years. That's impressive. And considering how the apparel sales growth rates aren't necessarily that strong as a, as a whole, um, to, to see that kind of growth over the course of five years is really impressive. And it shows that the company's apparel products are in demand. Um, and now, again, men don't necessarily spend nearly as much on apparel as women, and that's okay. But the menswear sector does show a lot of growth potential over the next several years. And by offering a wide range uh, of men's apparel, DXLG is well positioned to increase its revenue no matter what inflationary pressures linger in the coming months and years. Now, let's move on to last week's uh, YouTube poll question. This was an interesting one. We piggybacked on the Fed's recent uh, increase in the benchmark interest rate by asking where you thought the Fed uh, would take rates from here. 
Now, 41% of those who voted said the benchmark rate was going to top off about 4 to 5%. That's kind of the consensus among Wall Street as well. In fact, uh, Wall Street is starting to price in an even slowdown of that of those interest rate hikes. Um, but it could top off uh, expectations around 4.25% uh, somewhere in the next year. 26%, however, thought the rate would be as high as between 5% and 6%. Uh, and 20% thought the rate would even go beyond 6% before the Fed took its foot off the gas. That seems a, a very, very aggressive. And I'm, what, what I think we're really hoping for here is the Fed has learned from its mistakes to not overreact to situations uh, and instead kind of taper things a little bit. But time will tell. The Fed is the Fed. They kind of do uh, what they think is best. It's not necessarily it doesn't always work uh, and they're not always right. So, uh, you know, we'll see what they go from here. Now, in the comment section of our of our of our polling, um, John said runaway inflation will destroy the economy as in the past, social unrest, starvation and an unknown future. Uh, the solution to reduce inflation is by reducing demand or increasing supply. The Fed is uh, Fed chose increasing costs, thus reducing demand. The Fed does not have the power to increase supply yet. Control of supply can be complicated, but doable. It's an interesting take, John. Uh, not necessarily sure that I'm with you all the way on that, but I think that you know you do raise a, a pretty good point that increasing costs does reduce the demand. Uh, and yes, the Fed does not really have any control over supply of goods and services. Um, but by you know you have to think of it in terms of steps. By the Fed reducing demand, this does increase supply but not supply face forward. So it's not, it's supply. We see a lot of retail companies that due to inflation, uh, they, they have a lot of backstock. Uh, and that's because, you know, demand is not nearly as high. So in a sense, we do see supply. It's just in a different form. And does that, does that have any relation to the interest rate hikes and what the Fed may do in the future? Not really, no. It does have an impact, however, on how retail companies are, are, are positioning themselves for the next six months to a year in terms of where their products are going to land and what the price point of those products are going to be. Now, remember, you can vote in our weekly poll uh, on our YouTube page under the community tab. Uh, so you can do that anytime. That poll is going to be right there at the top of the community tab on our, on our page on YouTube. If you do have a question about a stock or the sector or anything like that that you'd like Adam, Charles, or myself to look into, uh, we would love to do that. You can email us. The email address is feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. Uh, also, stay tuned. Coming out this week, Adam, Charles, myself, we're going to look into predicting, not necessarily predicting, but we're going to look into indicators as to what may tell us uh, when a market bottom may hit. Uh, meaning, when you know we're going to be we're in a bear market. But the bigger bigger question here that everyone wants to know is when are we going to get out of it? When is that bear market going to stop? When are we going to get back onto a bull market pace? And so Adam, Charles, and I are going to talk about that in a series next week on money and markets. Definitely encourage you to check that out and sign up for that free daily e letter so you get that series in your inbox delivered for free each and every day. And while you're at moneyandmarkets.com, check out that proprietary stock power rating system. It is the anchor of a lot of what we do at Money and Markets. You can use metrics to get the ratings of thousands of stocks. Go to the website in the top right-hand corner. You'll see that search bar. Type in uh, any company or ticker, and you'll be able to pull down its ratings. You'll be able to see all sorts of data that we have. And any analysis that we ourselves have written for you at Money and Markets will be right there on those stock pages uh, for free. So check all that out. Definitely encourage you to do so. My stock power daily, Monday through Friday, I give you one highly rated stock according to that stock power rating system that you should look at and invest in for your portfolio. That's all for me this week. Uh, until next time, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of the Stock Power Podcast, Matt Clark, wishing everyone safe trading. 
You've been listening to the Stock Power Podcast, where we help you make money in any market using our Stock Power rating system. If you want even more stocks poised to crush the market, make sure to sign up for our Stock Power Daily free email, where I give you one highly rated stock every day. Just head over to moneymarkets.com and sign up.